There's a smart new website that will change the way you invest using social media. Like Folio. Here to explain a team of brothers, Andy and Landon Swan, of Like Folio. And they've always been building out great technology at the intersection of social and trading. Powered by unique social data. Analyzed by legendary traders. The Like Folio broadcast starts right now. Cryptocurrencies are going crazy, and we thought, why not go to the legend himself? Uh, William Mugayar is one of the um, the people that I um, that I think of when I think of Bitcoin, when I think of cryptocurrency. He's the author of the Business Blockchain, founder of Token Summit, and a regular blogger on startup management and early stage advisor in blockchain startups and he's on the phone with us right now so we've kind of got the best of the best william how you doing hi how are you guys doing great doing great what, what um when you see uh, bitcoin at twenty five hundred dollars what goes through your mind because i know you've been involved in this for years and years and um you know i, I kind of like to just hear that just real quick, that uh, summary from how I got into it to what I think now when I see, uh, you know, twenty five hundred dollars and and guys like us jumping on the bandwagon. Sure. So I got into it probably in two thousand and thirteen. Uh, I had first heard about it in, in two thousand and twelve, and as I kind of dug into it further, it was obvious to me very early that this whole phenomena was very similar to the internet and to the web in terms of what happened 25 years ago. So I knew this was not just about uh, cryptocurrency, which Bitcoin is. What this is more about is the technology behind Bitcoin and behind cryptocurrencies, and that technology is the blockchain. So the blockchain is really the bigger theme here, not just cryptocurrencies, although for most consumers, what is apparent and what is visible today is cryptocurrencies because we can point at them and say, well, here, look, the price is today 2500 It was 600 a year ago. And this is a visible aspect of the blockchain. But in the grand scheme of things, cryptocurrency is only one application of the blockchains. So we have to think that there will be other applications of the blockchain and they are being worked on specifically in, uh, uh, with, when you look at all the startups, uh, that are developing applications on the blockchain. So uh, as much as I'm excited about cryptocurrencies, I'm excited about the blockchain. I'm more excited about blockchain applications. So uh, that's really where a lot of the activity is, is going. Um, on right now, and 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 that's what we'll see more of uh, in the next uh, two years or so. So, do you think it's fair to say that um, the same type of person, the same bleeding edge tech developer that was working on um, internet applications as you know, sort of AOL was fading away and the internet was, you know, the World Wide web was becoming the way to access thing that that same type of guy that was building internet applications back then is now building 
blockchain applications? Well, there's a segment of that. So uh, currently, just to give you a perspective, there are about uh, 10 million Java developers. And I use Java as an example because Java is the language of the web. Most web applications have some Java technology in them. And that's really what helped to propel web applications into the mainstream. Today, there are about 35,000 blockchain developers, blockchain applications developers. That's not a big number if you compare 35,000 to 10 million. So that gives you an idea as to where we need to go and how big the gap is. Having said that, many of those developers are not just regular Java developers or Python developers. So a a big part of the current um, stream of developers that are getting into the blockchain today are just regular developers that know the current technologies. And for many of them, it would take them maybe hours only to learn the blockchain languages. So there are new languages that the blockchain uh, is bringing with it, like Solidity for Ethereum, uh, Serpent, and others. Every blockchain has its own scripting language or its own framework, its own development uh, language. And, and many of those are based on existing ones, like C++, again, uh, Java, Haskell, and so on. So it's not far-fetched to, uh, to kind of extrapolate and, and think that uh, eventually any good developer will be able to pick up blockchain technologies. And it's becoming easier and easier. Uh, the bar is, is getting lowered uh, uh, month to month, uh, meaning that a year ago it was a lot more difficult to develop a blockchain application. It's a lot easier today, and I predict it will be even easier a year from now. That's awesome. William, this is Landon. Um, you know, you talked about the blockchain technology and how it's pretty much only being applied to cryptocurrencies right now as far as mainstream. What is the next thing that you see as the likely um, industry or application for the blockchain, te- blockchain technology? Sure. There, there are a number of them. So uh, w- one, one uh, example is to enable peer-to-peer commerce. So you have to think that the the business trend is really peer-to-peer. It's really about decentralization. Because what the blockchain does, it enables any two transactions to happen between any two people, any two parties, without having anybody in the middle. So that is really about decentralization. It's about peer-to-peer uh, as a concept, as a non-technical uh, phenomenon. So when you... Think of that, and you can transpose that to any industry. So e-commerce, for example, there's a company called Open Bazaar. I'm an investor and a board member as a disclaimer, and they are developing a protocol that is going to allow peer-to-peer commerce to happen. And peer-to-peer commerce, commerce, think of it, it's like eBay without eBay. Uh, eBay today has listing fees and has credit card fees if you are a participant in the marketplace. So what if we could uh, buy and sell goods, services, uh, without incurring any listing fee uh, if you are the seller and without uh, the burden of any credit card fees? So that is the promise of uh, blockchain technology, and that is only one application. In that application – oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes? I'm curious. In that application, what is the currency? Is it dollars or is it one of the cryptocurrencies? Well, in this case, with Open Bazaar, the currency is Bitcoin. So think about it now. You have one universal currency, 
And that's a lot easier than having multiple currencies in the current setup uh, where you have to uh, uh, deal with uh, foreign exchange or, or different exchanges uh, between dollars or euros and, and so on. So that's the other advantage of the blocks of Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency. The marketplace can say, well, we're, we're gonna, this is just, just one currency. So th- that's a lot easier than having multiple currencies. And the cost of transactions on uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies is very, very low. So that's another advantage being that it's very efficient to conduct transactions, especially if they are of a, of a, of a, a small nature, if, like microtransactions are very efficiently uh, designed for, for the blockchain. So that was only one application. Another one, kind of keeping with the theme of peer-to-peer, uh, think of uh, file storage. Uh, which could be like another uh, kind of generation of uh, BitTorrent. So BitTorrent already gave us uh, peer-to-peer uh, for moving music and, and files. But now what if it was applied uh, to everybody? So that instead of uh, instead of storing your uh, your big files, let's say, on uh, in the cloud, on Dropbox, or on Amazon, now you can uh, store these uh, files on the blockchain uh, but using thousands of computers that are owned maybe by individuals or by other small companies. So that is already in existence. There are companies like Storage, uh, SIA, SIA, uh, and others, Filecoin uh, with IPFS, Interplanetary File System, that are working on, on solving the uh, peer-to-peer file storage and file transmission uh, uh, kind of as an application. Uh, so this this is happening right now. Uh, another one, uh, again, keeping with the technology sector, is in uh, cloud computing. So there are companies that are developing cloud computing on the blockchain, a company called uh, Golem, G-O-L-E-M. And these are all, uh, ones that I mentioned, also trade as a cryptocurrency. So the, the cryptocurrency, you can think of it like, like a stock, uh, like a stock symbol with a stock where each one has a symbol. Uh, and it trades as well uh, in the exchanges, and these are new types of exchanges. Uh, they are not the NASDAQ. They are not the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, they, they are not the Nikkei. They, they are new exchanges uh, that are on the blockchain. Uh, so these uh, cryptocurrencies uh, are proxies for a business behind them, uh, whether the business is a protocol like Ethereum uh, or whether it's a specific application like storage uh, or it could be both, like IPFS and Filecoin. It's both a protocol and an application. So they trade uh, as well on the exchanges, but they are really proxies for the application that is underlying it. Uh, and these are some of the applications. Another one is a company called Steemit. I'm also involved with them as an advisor. And Steemit, think of it as a decentralized Reddit. Okay. So you, you publish content and you can earn coins and tokens. Uh, because uh, your content is popular. The more popular your content is, the more it gets uploaded and uh, reshared, uh, the more you can earn real tokens. Uh, so really what they are doing here is monetizing our attention. Uh, in the same way that Facebook monetizes our attention, but Facebook doesn't give us anything back in return for uh, most of us on average spend an hour a day on Facebook. But they take that attention and they sell it as advertising and we don't get anything back. Whereas in the blockchain models and the decentralization types of models, 
everybody uh, gets the benefit uh, from the the be- everybody gets gets back the shared benefits. So the so, benefits are more distributed. So William, ex- and, and that's really what's going on with these decentralized applications. So William, explain the business opportunity, for example, in Open Bazaar, which was the eBay type blockchain business. Uh, what, you know, where's the business opportunity there? How does how does Open Bazaar monetize that? Sure, that that is a works in progress. So currently, they are interested in getting users uh, onboarded and, and and get it getting hundreds and thousands of uh, of users. Uh, what they will be doing later on is uh, having services on top of uh, the um, uh, protocol itself. Uh, so the way it is set up is that Open Bazaar is a protocol, but OB1 is the company behind it, and they'll they'll be introducing services less, like think of escrow services, for example, yep. uh, or okay. uh, maybe storage services or uh, ways to host uh, a particular storefront. Uh, so that you don't have to always have your node um, uh, turned on uh, and plugged into the uh, network. Uh, so they will be introducing uh, new types of services that uh, will be monetizable on top of the uh, e-commerce itself, which will be free. And one more question about Open Bazaar: What do you think the ease of adoption is for that? You know, like uh, the the older demographic, how easily do you think they'll be able to adopt? This type of uh, situation. sure. So they are they are working towards that goal as well. Uh, they will be introducing a mobile uh, app fairly soon. So as of today, it was mostly a, a desktop application, which means that it wasn't really uh, as user friendly for anybody. You had to download something and install it, and then you have to open up a special uh, window that looks like a browser, basically. So. That's okay as a starting point, but that may not be the way that it's going to scale to millions of people. However, they are, uh, as I said, they are, they are very close to introducing a, a mobile app that uh, then will uh, then you'll be able to download it on your smartphone, and and then it really looks like an e-commerce app. So you wouldn't know that there's blockchain behind the scenes. You wouldn't know there's Bitcoin behind the scenes. And it will uh, look and feel very much like a uh, like an e-commerce type of uh, shopping app, uh, where you will see stores, you will see products, you will see images, and you'll be able to transact uh, that way, but with a much lower cost of transaction. Got it. Very hey. interesting, uh, William. So we've got um, just a five minutes left, and our audience, uh, you know, for Likefolio, obviously, is uh, traders and investors, and so. Uh, I have two questions for you. First is, if you were going to get into the business of, uh, you know, trading or investing up and down any any type of um, directional trade on on these different cryptocurrencies, what exchanges do you think uh, have proven themselves or are the uh, safest for people to use or have the most functionality and ease of use for? Uh, people that might be used to, you know, a TD Ameritrade type of account? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, none of them uh, could be compared to the TD Ameritrade and others that uh, we know of. Um, Many of, most of them, if not all, are fairly new. uh, But some of the, so I'll I'll give you a list, but in in no way it is an endorsement uh, for any of them. So I encourage... uh, uh, the listeners to do their own research and to decide uh, for themselves. Uh, but some of the popular ones out there include 
uh, Coinbase uh, and their uh, GDAX uh, platform. If you're a more active user, uh, there is uh, Kraken, there is Poloniex, uh, there is uh, Bitfinex, there is Bitmex, uh, there is um, Bitrex. So these are some of them. Yep. What I would suggest is that um, one reference uh, website to go to is called Coin Market Cap coinmarketcap.com and that that site lists all of the cryptocurrencies that are tradable and there are about 800 of them but the first page has the top 100 starting with Bitcoin and Ethereum and if you click on one of them there is a tab called markets and if you look at the under the markets tab there is a list of exchanges under the markets tab and, and it is ranked by volume so one data point is to go uh, with uh, the ones that have the highest volume, um, and and then it will be listed there, and then you can go and register as a user. And they have their own KYC, uh, their own uh, Know Your Customer process. Okay. Uh, so for many of them, you have to give your driver's license and your address and so on. Gotcha. And then um, the the Likefolio uh, app, which alerts people um, when... Uh, influential people mentioned brands or products owned by publicly traded companies is branching out and adding a cryptocurrency section of channels um, this week. And so I'm wondering if there is anyone uh, or any Twitter accounts that you think of when you think, okay, if, if this person mentions Bitcoin or Ethereum, I want to know about it. What, you know, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but are there any um, that you, you know, other than yourself, we're going to put you in there, but, um, you know, are there any any of those types out there where you're like, okay, if this person uh, or a group of people mentions Bitcoin or Ethereum, it could really move the market or signal something that's changing in the uh, cryptocurrency universe? Sure. I mean, there, there, are, there are a few um, voices uh, that uh, are talking about uh, what's going on here. Uh, but I would warn here, there are also uh, some newcomers, uh, there are overnight analysts uh, that are uh, trying to pump things up. Yeah, uh, so I'd always be cautious are. here. Uh, there's, there is a bit of pump, uh, a little bit of hype going on. Uh, and um, I have to be careful, obviously, when I talk about a particular, uh, particular um, cryptocurrency, I always have a disclaimer about whether I own it or not. And I do that more on my blog than on Twitter. So I will never promote a particular uh, cryptocurrency on Twitter and say buy it or, or sell it. Uh, that is not what I would do. That is not what I uh, uh, think. I hope that people don't do that because th- th- yeah. that's, that's not really proper promotional uh, yeah. ethics, I think, because you have to kind of look beneath that. Uh, I think you want to look at the underlying uh, factors beh- behind that and to look at the ecosystems uh, that are forming behind each one of these cryptocurrencies. Uh, and that is really the strength of these currencies. Uh, so if, if it's a protocol, it's really about the ecosystem behind it. Yep. If it's an application, you have to look at the progress that the application is making in the market in terms of is it live, is it working, uh, is it a promise, uh, is there a lot of hot air behind it, or... Uh, is it really live and, and is it is it real in terms of seeing seeing it? Um, so right now it's a little bit like the Wild West. Um, 
it's very difficult to to find the real truth behind each one of them, and some of them uh, are are being hyped a little bit more uh, than necessary um, to my taste. Yep. Uh, but this is the nature of the uh, segment. It is early days, uh, and and eventually, eventually, the the good stuff will ra- will rise to the top, and and the bad stuff will will be left behind. Uh, but in the meantime, there's a lot of excitement behind it, uh, so uh, there's a bit of a rush going on right now. Hey, William, uh, and, yeah. uh, quick question. Our our audience loves trades, and I, I know you may not want to say uh, buy Bitcoin here or Ethereum or whatever, but if you think about the publicly traded companies who could be most affected by cryptocurrency and blockchain really taking off, if there's a super sharp board on these publicly traded companies, which ones are most concerned about blockchain taking off and disrupting their company? Is it eBay? Is it Amazon? Who do you think should be most concerned? Well, I think uh, if you look at the consumer side, a lot of the retailers, uh, uh, the the online uh, retailers uh, could be concerned, but they could also jump on it. So right now we haven't seen any, tra- we haven't seen traditional companies uh, jump on the uh, blockchain bandwagon in terms of uh, cryptocurrencies and tokens, but they they will be. I, I predict there will be a, a traditional company, uh, maybe a Fortune 100 company or 1000, that will announce a token. So as much as they are threatened by it, they could be embracing it uh, and 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 using the token model as a a catalyst for their own uh, businesses. So so, but th- that remains to be seen. So they they could be benefiting from it. Uh, uh, so that, that's why I'm expecting that to happen. Already we are seeing uh, companies like Kik, uh, KIK, uh, who is, who is, which is not a blockchain company, announced that they are doing a token offering. And I know others are going to be doing similar things. That's very, uh, really yeah. cool. I think um, it's one of those – it brings back that parallel that you first brought up, um, you know, retailers – they could have embraced selling online in the mm-hmm. internet, and uh, some didn't. And now we know where Blockbuster is and where Netflix is. And then um, you know others could uh, embrace blockchain technology, and some might not. And I think that's a pretty fine point to put on this conversation, William. Where can uh, this has been incredibly uh, educational for us and very cool and very cool. Where can people? Um, follow you where can they learn more about what you're doing and and tap in more to your thoughts and and so on sure so i blog regularly on startupmanagement.org slash blog and and i do that uh on a on a weekly sometimes daily basis um on twitter i'm on w m o u g a y a r and uh, these are the two uh most prominent channels uh uh, to follow me specifically in terms of what I publish or, or what I tweet about. Awesome. Uh, we are um, w- really happy to have you. The um, the uh, Your channel in the Like Folio app will be live uh, as soon as this, as this is published, so people can go into the Like Folio app and check out the cryptocurrency section. Uh, William will have a channel in there so that anytime he mentions Bitcoin or Ethereum, you get an alert. It won't be a buy or sell alert, but it'll, it will 
Uh, it'll be helping you understand more about what's going on in the blockchain and cryptocurrency in general. William, we appreciate you making the time for us very much and um, and hope that you have a, a, a great rest of your week. Thanks for inviting me. All right. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Man, uh, William was awesome. And I thought uh, Landon kind of pointed <laughs> out we should have a conversation afterwards to kind of absorb that. It's new and we've got, um, you know, several channels in the like folio app around cryptocurrency now and we all generally or genuinely learn something yeah i, I, I learned that. that i don't know as nearly as much as i thought about <laughs> cryptocurrency that's oh my gosh i mean it's it's gonna sound silly but i didn't I, I never was really aware of the fact that blockchain is what you should really be focusing on right as far as the real value of this whole situation that cryptocurrencies are just a you know, symptom a sp- yeah, an offshoot. When he was talking about um, file sharing, like utilizing idle computers or CPU, mm-hmm. that was just like, I could see, totally see that being the future. Like yeah. there doesn't need to be an Amazon AWS that's the cloud. It's just, there's a lot of computers out there. Use yours, use your phone. It's got extra power on it, whatever. I also felt like we were in the prequel to Terminator, like... This is how Skynet gets started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. There's like some... the audience is saying, no, don't do it. Turn it off. Turn it off. It's evil. Yeah. It's There's definitely some of that. And I almost got, you know, he's not on anymore to um, to correct this. But, um, you know, I almost got the feeling like he was, he's a little annoyed by the amount of attention that the currency moves get absolutely you know where it where it's the blockchain that really matters and i get it because to me the biggest knock i have against these cryptocurrencies is as a like as a retailer why would i accept bitcoin for a payment for a shirt that costs 30 dollars? let's say when the next day literally bitcoin could be worth 10 percent more or less right and my margin on the shirt, by the way, six percent. Right, right. Sure. So, so that fluctuation risk is incredible. Until that kind of goes away, that, and it's chicken and the egg, egg and the chicken, a lot of it, because until you have mainstream adoption and insane liquidity to cryptocurrencies, the price movements are going to be large. Well, they could, uh, you know, I could see a company, and there's probably one that's trying to do this, set up a technology that automatically hedges against every sale so that when that clothing company takes in that $30 worth of Bitcoin, they sell $30 worth of Bitcoin on the market. Yeah. yeah. So something very fast that's instant. And then the transaction cost is definitely going to be less than the two point whatever percent that or the one point whatever percent that the credit card company is charging. Sure. Right. So that's, I think, the argument for. Yeah. And I can see industries building up around this. Like I, that's one company. Look, that's that looks got, like what's going I can, on. I'm like envisioning. A, a secret team at Amazon that Jeff Bezos has put together in a bunker as we speak, and they're oh, just they're like, on it. They're all over blockchain. They're on it, and they've already got phase one, two, three ready. They just haven't <laughs> launched phase one yet. You know, they're they're, they're already on phase eight. They're, they're going to launch their own cryptocurrency, and it's going to yeah. tank the other one. <laughs> God, they just destroy everything. Amazon coin. Um, in the um, I just want to get one last plug in because we're so excited about having the um, cryptocurrency channels inside of the Likefolio app. And so you've got um, Barry Silbert is in there, um, who's 
I mean, he's been all over it for a long time. This guy named Flibber, F-L-I-B-B-R. He's kind of like this underground figure, but um, he's made some unbelievable calls both directions and has, he's just, he's one you want to follow. And then Coindesk, which William mentioned as a, um, as one to follow and Bitcoin news, which kind of keeps track of everything. Um, And then of course, William's channel in there. So Good stuff inside of the uh, Likefolio app. If you want to get started learning more about cryptocurrency, or if you've already kind of got an account and want to want to get alerted when the best of the best start talking about it, I think that's important. I'd also like to do one. I haven't figured out how to do it yet, but what I lo- I want to do one where if any of these prominent politicians mentions right. Bitcoin or Ethereum, I'm going to work on that this week. So expect that channel to hit next week. But I'll just list out, you know, Trump. Uh, you know, some house leaders, some finance committee leaders, that sort of stuff. Um, I think that could be very useful and it'll almost never trigger, but when it does, you better be on it. Something, something's happening. So I think that could be really cool. Do you guys, Nick, Andy, do you guys have any, um, cryptocurrencies? I do not. I, I don't. No, I don't have any. I have, I have an account with Bitfinex and about a year, a year and a half ago, I said, Here's, I think I have like $5,000 in there. And I put it on the market for loaning to people who wanted to trade. So like I'm their margin source and it's at market rates. At the time it was like 6% return. Now it's like 20% return because people really want to trade. Sure. Um, and I, I believe the way it works is if they use my money, then, you know, if the trade goes against them, it'll force them out just like a, you know, just like a normal margin account. So I think I'm protected. I'm fingers crossed I am. But it's kind of cool because I'm earning 20% a year with air quotes, no risk uh, relative to the cryptocurrency market that is. (laughs) This is (laughs) like air quotes. (laughs) Yeah. Those are the biggest air quotes ever because, um, yeah, if, if they come out and say, uh, Bitfinex is out of business. Right. Or if they come out and say, uh, Ethereum is now at zero because the, all the nodes failed and the, right. It got hacked then those protections don't work. So, um, yeah, but that is cool. And it, and it's such a cool like side application like William's talking about. It's like, okay, here's another element to right. this that, you know, of course it's going to exist because it's something that Wall Street developed 100 years ago mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. It was the ability to loan people money based on their holdings so that they could buy more holdings, natural offshoot. Mm-hmm. But here it is in the... Peer to peer world, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's uh, that's pretty cool. I might open an account, um, but I I really, if I'm going to open an account to trade cryptocurrencies, I have to be able to go long or short. I'm not going to open one where the only thing I can do is buy. I just think that just goes against my nature as a trader, and I think that's pretty rare. A lot of them don't allow really shorting. Yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah. So we got to find that out. I'm I'm almost positive Bitfinex does. But they're also, they got hacked like a couple years ago and a lot of people lost some stuff. So I, I don't know which one to go with. I would definitely go to that uh, coinmarketcap.com. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually looking at that right now. And of he had mentioned that you could look at the uh, the different exchanges and the see you know, the volume levels of each yeah. exchange. Mm-hmm. Bitfinex is number six on okay. the list, which is actually pretty good. Bithum, which is H-U-M-B, is number one. So it's got the highest highest volume, and I'm looking at all, which includes markets with fees and markets with no fees. Yeah, so interesting. 
I might actually lean towards a market with fees. I kind of agree with that. You know, because I kind of want... There's uh, more stability potential there. Yeah. You want people employed on the back end, making sure everything's right. Exactly. (laughs) So number one, most volume on markets with with fees is the same one, BitHum. So they have fees. With a B. Check that out. H-I-U-M-B. You'd think it'd just be BitHub. Maybe it's a typo. I don't know. I doubt it's a typo. I doubt it's a typo too, but it's just like the beginning of the internet. There's no vowels and everything's weird. Um very cool. I haven't ever bought I've never bought anything. I've traded Bitcoin oh, you haven't? up and down, but I've never bought anything with oh, Bitcoin. I've right. I've just had I had the same account as you and I went short like a thousand. I covered it like seven hundred and then some scandal hit and I was like, Okay, forget it. I just withdrew my money. Uh, but um I've never actually purchased an item with a cryptocurrency and had it like delivered to me. Right. That's like where there's any connection to reality. Do that. Right. I think that Overstock accepts Bitcoin, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's some sites out there that, yeah. that definitely accept the tokens or what you know, the coins. I think there's a whole black market thing going on with oh, the, uh, Silk Road. The dark web. Yeah, yeah. Silk, Silk Road. Yeah, all the Yeah, drugs. Darknet definitely is like almost exclusively cryptocurrency based. You know, people are yelling at their <laughs> podcast. <laughs> These right. guys don't know what the hell they're talking about. Why right. do they do this follow-up? <laughs> we're exposing our ignorance. <laughs> hey, we hear you. We're trying to learn with you. <laughs> I thought an interesting statistic was 10 million uh, Java programmers mm-hmm. and 35,000 bit or uh, blockchain, blockchain programmers. Yeah. That's a lot, though. It's more than I would have thought. I thought it was pretty high, too. They're making some cool stuff. I, I would like to know how many Java or html developers there were in 1990 or 1995 like when did it cross thirty-five thousand? like where where is right. this compared to the internet's right. run that's pretty interesting i was also shocked that there were 800 cryptocurrencies i was kind of shocked like a few weeks ago when i learned there was more than one <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh geez <laughs> right and there's like 15 and now i'm like wait there's 800 so i guess everybody's trying to make one because if you're the guy that makes it, then you can kind of put a few million in your pocket, I guess, to start. You're the, you're the Federal just, Reserve of your own currency. Yeah, right? they're just trying to leverage the opportunity of blockchain. Yeah, basically. which is smart. I think that there could be, um, you know, there'll be con- some convergence and there'll be exchanges so that you can, and there already are, so you can trade your future Amazon coin for a Bitcoin and then switch it over to a Litecoin <laughs> so you can buy on, on Overstock coin. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I mean, my ultimate takeaway is I'm going to educate myself much more on blockchain. Yep, me too. And that's uh, that's why those channels are in the Likefolio app. We got a cool release uh, this weekend we'll get into on the Friday show. Uh, cool release for the Likefolio app. We've also got uh, Ophir Gottlieb oh, yeah. is uh, in the... Um, it has a channel now in the Like Folio app, and I just think he's one of the best. He's very uh, solid and a cool guy. Yeah, uh, great options trader, and has some his uh, his company CML has some really really cool insights on on fundamental. He gets pretty in depth on a lot of companies and and what they're doing, and and has made some great calls. So we're excited to have his channel in there. I suggest everybody follow that one. Very cool. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Again, thanks to William for coming on. Um, you know, you guys should reward him by following his channel inside of the Likefolio app. And um, look forward to Friday's show. Appreciate you all listening.